slides it out for Ekblad. Back to Hoffman, blocked by Polak and Price. Another spectacular stop. Broussard tees it up, and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Marcel with the open net, and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian, and I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. All right, everybody, welcome to the Tuesday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Hope everybody is doing well. We have got a lot to talk about as we head into the off season here for the New York Islanders. We have a, a mailbag question to get to today. We also want to talk a little bit about the team's pending free agents and how the Islanders are going to handle that, the cap situation, and uh, tomorrow... We'll be joined by Gary Harding of the Islanders Booster Club and WGBB Radio as he talks about the Islanders' present situation and looks back at some memories of the old Nassau Coliseum. And we're going to start talking about the old barn as uh, it is now a part of Islanders' history, and we want to make sure we honor and recognize that. You need more hockey news, and Locked On NHL is here to fill the gap. It's our daily podcast on everything happening in the league. Subscribe and listen each day for a quick look at the biggest stories and game recaps each day. Subscribe to Locked On NHL today wherever you get podcasts. So, first off, if you've got anything Islanders related on your mind, you have a question, a comment, or maybe a topic that you'd like us to discuss, feel free to send us an email. The email address, LockedOnIslanders.com at gmail.com, and if you leave your first name and where you're from, we are happy to mention you on the show when we talk about whatever it is that's on your mind. You can also follow the show on Twitter at LockedOnIsles, and you can follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at IceWars, N-Y-R-V-S-N-Y-I. We'll keep you up to date on all the latest Islanders news, notes, and happenings throughout the off-season. So, we do have a letter, uh, an email, actually, and uh, we're going to read it and open up the show today. Uh, Hi, Gil. I've been listening to your show since the bubble playoffs of 2020. Unlike most other podcasts, I appreciate your no-nonsense, straight-to-the-point analysis. You're always fair with your criticisms and praises toward the team and players. When I hear that montage of clips at the beginning of every episode, I just get fired up for the day as I'm heading for work. I wanted to get your thoughts about Andy Green returning next year. He came back for the 2021 season on a league minimum salary. With the cap issues facing the Islanders, I think it would be a great re-sign. I think he just wants another shot at the Cup since losing in the finals as a New Jersey Devil. I like his leadership skills. He's always the last one off the ice after a win. He's not going to score you many goals, but in tight games... I'm 98% confident that nothing bad will happen in our zone when he's out there. Thank you for providing us fans with a quality podcast and keep up the good work. Rick from Farmington Hills, Michigan. First of all, Rick, uh, thank you so much for the uh, kind words, and I'm very glad that you uh, enjoy the podcast and you made it part of your 
morning commute to work. Uh, and thank you so much for the email. As far as Andy Green is concerned, I definitely think that Lou Lamorello would love to have Andy Green back. Yes, Andy Green played for, you know, at or close to the veteran minimum this year, and he probably is willing to do it again next year. At exit interviews, as the team was packing up and addressing the media before heading home for the summer, Green indicated that he would like to be back with the Islanders. And we all know, and we've discussed on this podcast a number of times, how Lou Lamorello prefers to have veteran players around and a guy like Andy Green, who, as you mentioned, provides good leadership skills, uh, steady play in his own zone, and, you know, has the experience, is a very good value at the veteran minimum. Now, that being said, is Andy Green priority one for the Islanders this offseason? No, probably not even close. And I think a lot of whether Andy Green comes back will depend on what happens in the expansion draft. One player that a lot of uh, experts are pointing to as someone who may be selected by the Seattle Kraken uh, in July's expansion draft is Nick Letty. And Letty would certainly save the Islanders about $5 million in cap space and would create a little bit of a hole on the Islanders' blue line. If Nick Letty is gone to the Kraken in the expansion draft, I think the odds go up dramatically that Andy Green would be brought back. The key is just freeing up enough cap space. I, I, I know Green wants to come back. I know Lamorello and Trotz both like and respect Green, as do his teammates. And it just becomes a question of there are other players who are a higher priority than Andy Green uh, uh, this offseason. Who's going to be lost to the Kraken? You still have to re-sign, you know, some of those restricted and unrestricted free agents. And we are going to talk a little bit more about that. But, you know, realistically, Anthony Bevilier is going to be a restricted free agent the Islanders are going to need to try to obviously re-sign him and get him back in the fold for next year. You definitely, uh, you know, need to re-sign some of those other restricted free agents. Ilya Sorokin and Adam Pellick are the biggest names on that list. You know you're re-signing Pellick. You know you're re-signing Bavillier and Sorokin. All of them, obviously, are going to have a raise over what they were making last year under their earlier contracts. If there's money left, I think Andy Green is re-signed. I think he's a great value. He will, as you mentioned, uh, almost certainly play for that minimum or close to it. And at the bottom line, you probably can get one more solid year out of Andy Green and keep things going for him and the New York Islanders. If Nick Letty departs, I think the odds are very strong that Andy Green is back. 
because you're leaving a hole in the blue line. And, you know, you'd have Pelic and Pulak, you'd have Scott Mayfield, you would have Noah Dobson, who is, you know, continuing his development. And then, you know, do you bring in Thomas Hickey is still too expensive, probably, to keep at this rate. Uh, Sebastian Ajo never really claimed a job on this team, even when injuries struck on the blue line. So, yeah, I, I think the odds are pretty good that Andy Green comes back. And, and again, thank you so much, uh, Rick, for the question. And uh, please, anybody else, if you ever have a question, please email LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com. And we're happy to answer it and talk about it on the air. When we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about some of the things that happened at exit interviews for the Islanders, what we've learned, and how it affects the team. We also have our Islanders birthday of the day and a lot more still to come on the Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it is now impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. So why endure the often pointless and seemingly intimidating questions and wait while the counterperson orders the parts on their computer, choosing only the brand that his or her warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. And best of all, you're not going to get ripped off. Chain stores have different price tiers for do-it-yourselfers and professional mechanics, but rockauto.com is a family business that's been serving auto, auto parts customers online for 20 years, and their prices are the same for everyone. Best of all, you can shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. Anything you need from brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, or even a new carpet, and they've got it, whether it's for your classic or your daily driver. Just get it in a few easy clicks, and it'll be delivered directly to your door. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck Right, locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Box? So they know they that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. So, some thoughts from the Islanders' getaway day. Uh, you know, media got to interview the players and coaching staff as they prepared to leave for their summer break. It's going to be a shortened summer break. Uh, you pretty much you have July and August, and then uh, you know training camps will start again in September. But there are a number of takeaways that I think were important coming out of uh, of this uh, getaway day, and we'll talk about that. First of all, uh, Anders Lee looks like he is on track to be ready for training camp. And that's what the Islanders announced uh, yesterday. And it's very good news for the Islanders. Obviously, you know, I am still of the opinion that if Anders Lee is going to be in the lineup for the playoff series against Tampa Bay, the Islanders probably find a way to win that series. But... Again, having him back not only adds one of the team's best goal scorers, it helps Matthew Barzal, it helps Jordan Eberle offensively, and it helps the power play. He is a guy who, you know, has that size and that combination of size, strength, and hands 
that would allow him to get in front of the net, get those deflections, rebounds, tips, and, and all the things that, you know, the Islanders kind of struggled to accomplish in the series against the Lightning. So great to hear that Anders Lee is on the road to recovery and should be ready for training camp, and hopefully that will happen very soon. Kyle Palmieri, Long Island native Kyle Palmieri, uh, basically saying during his exit interview, uh, here's the quote, it was an incredible opportunity and I would love to keep it going. I just feel incredibly grateful to be a part of this team, and even if it was for that short bit, I'll remember it forever. Can the Islanders afford to keep Kyle Palmieri? I don't know. It's going to be tough. He'll probably earn somewhere between $3.5 and $4.5 million. Would they like to bring him back? Yeah. Can they afford to bring him back? I don't know. Uh, Depends on, again, the expansion draft, trades. Look, nobody was expecting the Devon Taves trade last year. Uh, if you pull off another trade to free up cap space, whether it's, uh, Uncle Leo or Thomas Hickey or Nick Letty, uh, or whether, you know, Andrew Ladd is traded, uh, or taken in the expansion draft, you know, if they could find a way to free up the money, Palmieri would unquestionably be a nice addition. And, you know, what What? What do you expect from Kyle Palmieri over the course of an 82-game season right now? I would say somewhere between 18 and 25 goals. That, that That's really what we're looking at if he stays healthy for a year. I, I think it would be a solid third-line addition. Uh, I don't think they're going to bring back Travis Zajac, but Palmieri may stay, and we will certainly keep an eye on it. But here's the other aspect of it. I think it is very, very encouraging that players like Andy Green and Kyle Palmieri uh, have stated that, yeah, they want to come back, that they like it on Long Island, that they enjoy playing for this organization, and that they value it and, and, and would consider returning. Four years ago, before Trotz and Lamorello arrived, not a lot of players were saying that. And signing free agents and attracting talent to Long Island was a problem for many years and for many reasons. But now it does appear, with Trotz and Lamorello and back-to-back appearances in the conference final, that the New York Islanders are a welcome destination, especially for players who have experienced what it's like to play in front of the best fans in the world and and to be a part of this organization. So that was certainly a very, very encouraging sign, and we'll see whether or not Lou Lamorello was able to find a way to make it happen. Meanwhile, the coaching staff, Barry Trotz indicates he does not anticipate any changes in the coaching staff unless somebody gets promoted somewhere else. And what does that mean? Well, you know, a lot of people have been critical of power play coach Jim Hiller. He'll probably be back. I don't anticipate Hiller 
getting another job with another team anytime soon. And so, you know, looks like he will return. Islanders had the 20th ranked power play in the league during the regular season. During the playoffs, you know, we mentioned they only had one power play goal in the seven games against the Lightning. That was something that cost them. So, yeah, I think some fans will be a little disappointed that Jim Hiller will be returning. Uh, obviously, you know, getting Anders Lee back will help the power play a little bit. But, yeah, this power play is definitely something the Islanders need to improve. And whether or not they'll be able to do it, well, we'll see. This offseason, it all starts again in September with training camp. So uh, that is, you know, a few notes from the uh, getaway day where the Islanders spoke to the media, the players, before heading home for the summer. And we will continue to talk about the offseason plans and, and, and where the team is going. When we get back, we have our Islanders birthday of the day and a lot more still to come on the Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is also brought to you by your friends at Bet Online. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. We're almost at the middle of the baseball season, and you can track all the action on Bet Online. You've also got the Euro tournament going on in soccer, the NBA playoffs, the Stanley Cup final. Uh, Wimbledon is now underway, so lots of sports action, and you can get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including Major League Baseball, the NBA, NHL, and all your UFC MMA action. Before the next face-off, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device to check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game as teams conclude their playoff run. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code LOCKEDON. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Time now for our Islanders' birthday of the day. And, you know, this is a fun one. Uh, for me, anyway, happy 50th birthday, the Big 5-0 to former Islander center Mike Sillinger, the native of Regina, Saskatchewan, originally drafted in the first round, 11th overall by the Detroit Red Wings after back-to-back 50-goal seasons with the Regina Pats of the Western Hockey League in junior. He joined the Red Wings in the 1990-91 season uh, at the tail end and uh, was a part of their 91-92 playoff run. And here's the thing about Mike Sillinger. Uh, he eventually joined the Islanders for 2006-2007, stayed with the team for two full seasons and part of a third before hanging it up, played his 1,000th NHL game in an Islanders lineup uh, and uniform. But here is a guy who played for a lot of hockey teams. And, you know, he was good on faceoffs, good on the penalty kill, could be a, a second unit power play guy, consistently scoring 15 to 20 goals, sometimes more in a season, and just a great two-way hockey player. So it was really uh, a pleasure to have him on the team, and it was a good interview when I did get to speak to him. Talk about a guy who got around the league. Sillinger started in Detroit, 
played for the Anaheim Mighty Ducks, as they were known then, Vancouver, Philadelphia, Tampa Bay, Florida, Ottawa, Columbus, Phoenix, St. Louis, Nashville, and finally, the New York Islanders. That is a guy who played for a lot of hockey teams, and his skills were always in demand. We're going to look at one of his better games as an Islander, January 18th, 2007, at the Wachovia Center in Philadelphia. Islanders with Rick DiPietro in goal, taking on Entero Nidamaki and the Philadelphia Flyers. Islanders got on the board first. They scored the only goal of the, of the opening period. Randy Robitaille, his seventh from Miro Shatan and Radek Martinek at 8-16. One to nothing Islanders, and that's how it stood after 20 minutes. In the second, the Flyers tied it on a goal by Randy Jones, his third from Todd Federuk and R.J. Umberger at 3:08. It's a 1-1 hockey game. But then the Islanders' power play started to cook with Federuk in the box for interference. Jason Blake gets a power play goal. His 24th assist to Mike Sillinger and Sean Hill at 12.58. And it's 2-1 Isles. But the Flyers' power play answers. Miro Shatan off for tripping. Simon Gagne, his 22nd from Peter Forsberg and Yoni Pitkinen. After two periods, it's a 2-2 game. But in the third, the Islanders' power play continues to sizzle. Yoni Pitkinen off for holding. Then Darian Hatcher uh, shot the puck over the glass. Islanders with a two-man advantage. And Mike Sillinger cashes in. A power play goal is 15th. Miro Shatan and Alexi Yashin with the assists at 327. 3-2 Islanders. And a little over a minute later, Andy Hilbert makes it 4-2. His fifth, Chris Campoli and Trent Hunter with the assists. Islanders win it. 4-2, Rick Pietro, 29 saves to earn the win. And for Mike Sillinger, a goal and an assist in this one on two shots on goal. Islanders win it 4-2, a big divisional road win. And uh, the game-winning goal belongs to our Islanders birthday of the day. Again, happy 50th to Mike Sillinger, uh, one of the good guys and a consummate professional on and off the ice. So one more thing before we uh, wrap up today's show. Uh, Lou Lamorello released a letter to Islanders fans, and uh, I thought it was appropriate and, and nice, so I wanted to share it. Dear Islanders fans, on behalf of everyone in the Islanders organization, thank you for being the most dedicated, passionate, and loyal fan base in the National Hockey League. Your love for the team played a pivotal role throughout the 2020-2021 season. This was another challenging year for everyone with respect to the COVID-19 pandemic. We will always remain inspired and thankful for all the first responders and frontline workers who made it safe for us to return to the Coliseum. From the first note of the national anthem sung by our fans to the horn that ended the game, you made the atmosphere the best in the National Hockey League. I can assure you that the energy you brought to the arena during the playoffs had a positive effect on the performance of the team. We look forward to you bringing that same enthusiasm to the UBS Arena at Belmont Park this fall. Thank you for your unwavering support. Be assured, preparation for the 2021-2022 season has begun, respectfully, Lou Lamorello. So, uh, a great note from Lou Lamorello 
GM and team president to Islanders fans and thanking them for their contributions and basically explaining, hey, we're already getting started as we prepare for next season. Tomorrow, we will be joined by Gary Harding. He uh, is very involved with the Islanders Booster Club and uh, hosts a show on WGBB Radio as well. We're going to talk about some of his Coliseum memories and his thoughts about uh, both the playoff run and the upcoming uh, offseason and where the Islanders are headed. So make sure you join us for that tomorrow. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. That's it for us today on the Locked On Islanders podcast. We'll be back tomorrow with Gary Harding. Have a great day, everybody. Stay safe. And of course, let's go Islanders.